guys. Hi, Lana. Uh, probably not gonna stay on too long tonight. Probably not gonna do the whole hour. Gotta do some other stuff and I'm honestly not feeling that good today. Yesterday, felt better. Today, not so good. Isn't that the way of the world during the quarantine? You feeling all right? You feeling like you can take everything on? You're feeling like you can take on the black and tans? And then you wake up the next day and you're like, oh right, this is all still this situation. And nothing's going to change for the foreseeable future. And you start wondering how you're going to make it. So, today's that day. Not feeling great, guys. But, whatever. Happy to take questions to avoid feeling, thinking about how I feel. Favorite Attitude Era wrestler? Uh, I actually watched, I don't watch it anymore, I'm not one of those fucking people who watches wrestling from the Johnny is Good tweet. Here's, welcome to Twitter, here's a copy of the Communist Manifesto and also a season pass to WrestleMania. I'm not one of those people, but I did watch it in the Attitude Era. And, uh, I guess Stone Cold, I mean, the guy knew his way, the guy, if you want to get obnoxious about it, I'm honestly surprised that... There hasn't been like a uh, painfully cringe-inducing Jacobin article about how like uh, Steve, Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin is like a model for workers because of how confrontational he was towards his boss. You know, like you should be willing to go in and Stone Cold stunner your boss and that you will be able to do that under socialism or something. I think that'd be pretty good. But I liked uh, Mankind too. And The Rock was really good. Like, if you saw him wrestle, it's not very surprising that he became a huge star. He was very, very charismatic. My all-time favorite wrestler is from what, the old WWEF superstars days, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. None will defeat him in my heart. Doesn't hurt that he also starred in the John Carpenter classic, They Live. Also, the less classic but still pretty fun, Hell Comes to Frogtown. R.I.P. to Rowdy Rowdy Piper. A true king. But the thing is, alright, that's actually an interesting question, the question about fucking, uh, uh, revisionism. Because, like, when does revisionism stop? Because, as many have pointed out, like, if you are a Soviet apologist, like, basically for the Soviet Union post the death of Stalin, then, uh, you're a revisionist. 
And honestly, if you want to get really buck wild with it, socialism in one country was also revisionism from what the Bolsheviks thought when they actually seized power. So where the hell are you supposed to go back to to find the non-revisionist shit? I mean, you could say having a revolution in a country made up of fucking peasants was a fucking pe- uh, was was pretty significant revision. So where the hell is this pure strain Marxism supposed to be that you're vi- revising from? Uh, the book itself, the books, the works themselves. Sorry, that doesn't that doesn't cut it. Because that's just a. Uh, now you're literally talking like Bible shit. Now you're talking about like. Now you're 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 like a uh, fundamentalist for the, for like what capital? Pretty dumb. So. Uh, yeah. I don't think that word means anything. That's actually an interesting uh, question. Uh, the, the, from what I understand, the consensus among poly- political scientists is that uh, he would have won without Perot. Because Perot would have ta- took more from Republicans uh, than from him. Uh, and I think there's probably something to that, but who knows? I don't know, red-pilled, I, that's another thing I don't know what that is either. I don't know, racist? Is that what red-pilled means? Uh, misogynist only? Uh, the Coen brothers don't get enough flack for how many duds they have? They have basically, like, one dud. And that's even that one you could argue about. Idiot. Well, I mean, obviously every term has value from like an epistemological perspective, but I mean, in practical terms, I don't know what anyone means when they say a revisionist. Okay, so it's anti-Semitic. No. No, that's dumb. Anything that tries to claim that there's some sort of class other than capitalists running things is stupid. Because it's not like it's Jews that run shit. It's rich Jews in in collaboration with rich everyone else. So, like, where do you say, ah, no, these are the guys who are really in charge. Oh shit, Culver's is doing uh, menu items shit? Like what? Poutine? I wouldn't be surprised if they did poutine. 
I got the cheese curds already. I don't think it's going to be Warren for VP just because, like, I, obviously she did her job for the party and she helped kneecap Bernie and, you know, she's looking for something for that. But, I mean, I don't think they trust her just because they have had trouble with her in the past. Like, a lot of reasons that, like, a lot of reasons that people who should have known better uh, sort of gave Warren the benefit of the doubt. I mean, and some of it was cynical, but I honestly feel some of it was earnest. is because of her antagonistic position towards Obama during the bailouts. Uh, and I feel like that's not going to be forgotten. Not when you have options and not when you don't have to give it to her. I mean, what's her, what's her, what's her leverage right now? She's already endorsed, uh, Warren. She has no leverage. So I'd say it's probably somebody who they have, there's been like, they're more confident of, uh, like Warren, like, uh, Harris possibly. I guess maybe it comes down to how scared they are of Bernie people sitting out. Although the idea of them trying to mollify Bernie people by giving it to fucking Warren is pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, I'm going to have a inebriated past, hopefully within two weeks, about uh, Upton Sinclair, 1934. I like that Whitmer is trying for it by, like, turning Michigan into a police state. I think that's pretty funny. Like, notice me senpai kind of shit. You guys ever notice that when you, if you want to see something on Netflix or whatever, it's not there, and then... When you do want to see it, it is, or when you don't want to see it, it is. It's really amazing. <sighs> Shut up. Cold War movies. Well, I've said that if you're doing a Cold War project, you should show two movies back to back to illustrate... Uh, where the two countries, the two main protagonists of uh, the Cold War, psychologically and, and were after it. So you watch, to show America, you watch Kelly's Heroes, a bunch of dudes going on a fun adventure in Europe where they come back with a bunch of gold, uh, and come and see where uh, the Daryl Wangler Brigade does uh, fucking genocide in a village in Belarus, and some poor kid has to like live with the memory of seeing it. I hope I'm at least as entertaining as this stupid cat. Well, Doctor, uh, I mean, obviously, Doctor Fucking Strangelove is a genius film and probably my favorite of the uh, of Kubrick's films. Am I okay? Good question. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know, man. Bobby Kennedy is very interesting to me because the forensics of that case are very odd. Uh, and also, 
the the history of Sirhan Sirhan is very interesting as well. He literally was treated for a uh, for a head injury uh, that he suffered falling from a horse because he was a jockey uh, at a hospital that was receiving MK, MK Ultra funding. And then you look at the automatic writing in his diary, which is very much different than like something from say Arthur Bremer or some other mentally ill assassin. Uh, whereas like you know instead of it being disordered thinking, it's not thinking at all. It's just like reciting words over and over again. Almost like trigger words. And then you have the fact that, you know, stippling to the back of the head and the claim that the fi- shot was fired from in front. Uh, Thane Eugene Caesar and his twenty two caliber Ivor Johnson pistol that uh, that he claimed he sold before the assassination. And then when they finally found, dug, found the guy he sold it to, who had uh, a receipt for after the assassination. Very interesting. But anything like that, I've kind of decided... That knowing the diff- knowing yes or no is sort of pointless because it doesn't change anything, and it doesn't even necessarily change your analysis of like political actors. And there's no way to know, so I just kind of do shruggy emoji. I do like reading about it and stuff like that, and I always find it very interesting. Might do a Southland Tales episode. I was thinking of that. It might be good. I don't know, man. Doing something about the Whitlam government in Australia... I mean, it's Australia, for God's sakes. How 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 seriously should anyone take anything that happens there? <coughs> Not a real country. At all. I haven't actually found any really great books about Taiping. I found a recent book that I read that was okay, but it was, like, from the point of view of, like, American diplomat, or from a diplomatic history, because his, his thesis basically was, one, that uh, the Taiping Rebellion failed because Western powers, after arguing which one to pick, sided with uh, the Qing, the Qing dynasty. Two, that they should not have done that, and that the Taiping were better than the Qing. Uh, and that's interesting, but it doesn't really give you the whole thing, and it, it definitely focuses on, like, the last half, and it's not really from the point of view of you know, the people within it, so it's hard. And then there's a couple others I've read that kind of focus a little bit too much on, like, the specifics of uh, of the theology, which is kind of boring. So I have not heard of anything great yet. It's a fascinating topic and wildly understudied and underwritten about and underknown about, uh, considering that it killed, like, 30 fucking million people. I mean, my God, the American Civil War didn't even crack a million around the same time. And, um, and everybody knows about that shit. Yes, yeah, so, well, thank you. Uh, I asked about the, the natural law party, and a number of people have let me know that it was all about, like, TM, like, transcendental meditation and, like, westernized uh, Hindu shit, like the Vedas. So, that's funny. Uh, who, are you into the English Civil War and Oliver Cromwell at all? Baby, who, who isn't? 
Who isn't into that shit's great? The levelers, the diggers, the fucking grand remonstrance, rump parliament, uh, the fucking uh, long parliament, uh, the bare bones parliament, uh, motherfucking uh, Marston Moore, the fucking raising the royal standard at fucking uh, Oxford. Uh, hell yeah, Caesar Bristol. Digger, yeah, come on. Jared Winstanley, uh, fucking uh, John Lilburn, motherfucking Prince Rupert of the Rhine. What's not to love about the fucking English Civil War? Mm, motherfucking uh, Pike, Pike and, uh, yeah, Field in England, perfect. Uh, the Covenanters, the Scottish Covenanters? <coughs> ah. Ah. Tumble down Dick Cromwell. Come on. <coughs> if the South had won the Civil War, the CSA would have joined the Axis. That very theory is postulated in the Harry Turtledove How Few Remain books, which postulate the South winning the Civil War, the U.S. and the South being engaged in World War One. Um. Uh, the 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 uh, the treaty system that went under World War One with the U.S. being part of uh, the the uh, <clears throat> triple uh, uh, I believe Entente of uh, uh, no no the Triple Alliance. It's so refreshing. They're both the, it's Triple Entente and the Triple Alliance, but the Triple Alliance with Germany and uh, with those guys, Austria Hungary, <coughs> and the uh, and the Confederacy joining with England and France because those were the guys who gave them their independence. And so there's trench warfare in the U.S., like along Virginia, it's like the Somme. And the U.S. and Germany uh, and Austria-Hungary and the Ottomans win in this version. They impose an onerous peace on England and France and the U.S. And so then a Hitler-like figure uh, emerges in interwar America, socialists rise to power in the U.S., and World War II happens with... The Axis, with the, with the CSA being in the Axis, but in this one, instead of the Axis being Germany and Italy and Japan, the Axis is the Confederacy, France, and England, because they were the ones who lost. The theory being that that's what led to fascism was basically losing World War II. We're losing World War I, in Germany anyway. Italy, it's a little more complicated. Anyway, um, so yes, that's a long way around to saying this. CSA would definitely have been in the Axis, in some version of the Axis, if there had been a World War Two. All right, I got a few more minutes here. Shut up, it's cool. There's like 11 books and I read them all. Although not really, because the thing about Turtle Dove is that he's very uh, repetitious, so you can kind of like skim. I basically skimmed them for plot developments. Baseball is, of course, the best American sport. Come on. Uh, actually, no. In the books, it's President... Uh, uh, Eugene Debs never becomes president, sadly, but it's like Upton Sinclair... Or no, not Upton Sinclair. Sinclair Lewis is the first socialist president of the United States. And then, like, one of the LaFollettes. And then Al Smith is the socialist president when the war starts. Chomsky is an old man who believes in parties. 
Fodor's good. Fodor's pretty good. Ah. What's your name? Who's your daddy? Is he rich like me? Is it taken any time? Look, I do not prefer. I like red wine. I got. I accidentally bought a bottle of white wine because I wasn't looking, so I'm stuck with it. I would prefer red. Any any port in a storm. Get it? Uh, of course, you know to speak of uh, this. Uh, of course, to speak of this this Instagram live uh, the. Performance of an ego transcending itself into language. Of course, we see, we see within this the 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 failed uh, recapitulation of the self uh, uh, expressed through the commodity. Merlot is good. It's it's bold, and I like a big bold wine, a big sassy wine. I don't understand why everyone wants me to wear a different jacket. Do you guys not wear the same jacket every day? Like, do you guys have fifty uh, uh, winter jackets? Oh, someone says I look unhealthy. That's not good. In what way? Like I'm gonna die? I don't have the Rona, I don't think. Are there any doctors in the chat that they could, like, remote diagnose me with anything? Am I okay? Am I going to die? Oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, man. that's. I would really like to read something where Protestantism doesn't exist because, man, it's it's very easy to blame Protestantism for a lot of bad shit. There's no question about that. But at the same time, it seems like the, like, you know, those forces are not, like, the forces that create Protestantism are not, uh, are not ideological or spiritual. They are material, you know? Like, the emergence of capitalism, I think, would have happened in the absence of Protestantism. So it would have been interesting to see how, how Catholicism could have absorbed that kind of disruption to its traditional relationship to, like, the land and to labor. It's interesting. I have no idea. You could argue maybe that the Protest that the Reformation would have had to have happened. Maybe not then and there, but with eventually. Maybe it would have happened differently. Maybe it would have been uh, more peaceful or more violent. But uh, I think it would have been inevitable. Because if capitalism is going to come, then modernity is going to come, and you can't really have Western modernity without Protestantism. You know, it's like the it's the uh, it's the eleventh herb and spice. And I would really like to talk about how by the time Protestantism gets to the United States, it's not even Christianity anymore. It is legitimately not Christianity. It is a pagan uh like uh a cult of of of, of like acquisitive acquisitiveness. It's literally a, a a a material cult. Uh it is Moloch worship. 
I mean, it is. It's it's the great stone owl. It's it's mammon. It's everything. Uh, it's everything evil. And then that's the ultimate expression of American Protestantism is, of course, Mormonism, which at this point is essentially just a multi-level marketing scheme. They have the highest participation of multi-level marketing schemes in the world, Utah. All they do is go to each other's giant unfinished basements and sit around with all their children who have 15 Ys in their name and exchange and sell each other different MLM products. Like it's a bar, it's like a, a barter economy, but exchanging uh, like uh, yoga pants and Tupperware and sex toys, and that's that's what that's what Christianity is, or that's what American Christianity is, because it fuses with capital at some point, and it fuses with capital at the point of uh, of it fuses with capital at the point the acquisition of the United States that is boundless. It is material. Uh, it is imperial acquisitive ability beyond bound. It's an entire continent that can be swallowed up by anyone who will take it. That is a, that demands its own religion, totally de- uh, unmoored from the uh, from the uh, the bonds, like the socially bonded nature of European Christianity. It's just not. It's like it reaches an escape velocity and pulls off because it has to accommodate the speed. Catholicism couldn't uh, accommodate the speed, and even European Christi- uh, Protestantism couldn't. New religion needed to be created. A new religion needed to be created that would uh, be a cult of the individual, uh, a cult of um, a cult of the individual, and specifically the cult of the uh, the enrichment of the individual. That's why uh, this Felix Gilman's books are so good. Uh, the way they talk about, like, it's it, it's kind of steampunky, but it it uh, it's it sees the uh, the development of like the West as like basically the Ameri- the human psyche being like turned into material reality, like mater- like literally the Earth being brought into the mind space uh, created by the people who colonized America. Uh, Islam, honestly, maybe, who knows? All right, guys, I gotta get off, I think. This has been, this has been okay. I think I'll feel better tomorrow. Uh... So, oh dear. There he goes. So, uh, I'll see you guys soon. Bye bye.